The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, 30 Griffin McElroy. All right. Okay. <laughs> A little self-edit there. Yeah. yeah, cut it out. Yeah, so uh, it's time for another favorite part of the favorite show, uh, everyone's beloved segment, Travis McElroy's Touched by the Hollywood Angels. Yeah, touched by a Hollywood, Hollywood angel. Angels. Uh, I wa- tra- Travis, so, go just let her just let her rip. This I'm just going to sit back and let it wash over me. I'm so yeah. excited, boys, because I went to the New York Comic Con. I had a lot of good times. Met a lot of cool people. Most of them you were met, our you listeners. met. The, uh, you did you meet the Doctor Who? Oh no, Groggy! I did. Oh. I I met. Step in my time box, wibbly bibbly. I met the Matt Smith. Uh, yeah, time box. Wibbly bibbly. Okay, die can I? I don't just come back somebody else. Wibbly bibbly. Hey, <laughs> do you guys think that random mm-hmm. people just show up at co- former companion's house and be like, "It's me, the doctor"? <laughs> Get in my car. My TARDIS exploded. Get in my Dotson. Quick, I don't, I'm in the back. I'm I, the doctor here's now. The, Billy Piper has been kidnapped 18 times. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't Billy. have any British money. Can you take me out for a, uh, a, a nice <laughs> a, a nice burger and chips? You, you know what I love? Fish fingers and custard. And then also, like, steak and vegetables and, and some maybe scotch. some diamonds. I and eat diamonds, diamonds now. I That's diamonds. my new for my two hearts. Oh, my time box said it needed fourteen hundred dollars, Bibbly. Listen, my I owe one thousand dollars on my time box, but I'm gonna sell it <laughs> for a million. So my time box thing. just ran out of gas, <laughs> and I'm trying to get to me sisters to pick up more money. So if you give me a thousand. Quid, yes. <laughs> then I will be mm-hmm. back with five hundred thousand quid through time and space. I'm gonna go back in time and invest in Apple, ain't I? But I need <laughs> one thousand quid the from you. Betting almanac, and all I need you to do, crikey, Travis. <laughs> Yes. That was not the celebrity angel no, you were touched by. No, I no, sorry. On day one, as I was walking into the building through the and I'm not gonna brag here, but talent entrance. Oh thank you. I walked side by side with one Mr. Mark the Ruffalo Buffalo Ruffalo. What's the smell? Describe it. Everything. It, it, okay, what do you think he smells like? Yes. Old books. Oh shit. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know how sometimes you see someone and you're like, I think that's a celebrity. Who is that? Oh, is that the, I have never more quickly like, like, yeah, that's Mark Ruffalo. Like there was no. Yeah, sure. He looks exactly like, Singular. And he is in fact, Mark Ruffalo. Was yeah. he, uh, was he a little? 
kind of like all celebs or like no. a little, little, little really? No, he was exactly picture what height you think Mark Ruffalo is. I, yes. Do you think that could be part of the fact that I love the Ruffalo Ruffalo Buffalo? You know this about mm-hmm. me. He kind of is just doing him a yep. lot of the times. A lot right? of the time. A yeah, lot of he's... times he's not necessarily buried in the character. You're no. getting some permutation of. It's different sides of the same coin, but it is that original oh, Ruffalo-shaped coin. I just had the idea of a century. The okay. Mask the mask 2 or 3 starring Mark Ruffalo, who puts on the mask and becomes a sort of wild, sort of physical comedy antics clown man. I oh. actually think, Griffin, if Mark Ruffalo put on the mask, the mask would be like, you win. Like, <laughs> oh, I see. I'm now. I'm Mark turn Ruffalo. Into Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And here's the amazing thing is, um, I, I turned to him and I said, "I'm a huge fan of the Avengers in the Marvel Universe." And he said, "Thank you." And I said, "I loved all the cliffhangers. I can't wait to find out what happens." And he said, "Well, what do you want to know?" And I kind of like jokingly said, "Everything." <laughs> and he told me everything. Uh huh. He he told you all the secrets. Yeah. And I'm I I don't know how much I'm allowed to tell you guys how much I'd love you want to know. Know a little bit of it though. Okay, well, of course, heavy spoilers for this point forward. Sure, um, a and these big, are all real and true, right? Yes, absolutely. Not one, goofs. No, absolutely, one thousand percent. Okay. Um, a big majority of uh of the next movie takes place in Stanley's coma. Oh, uh, where Stanley is like. A, a character in it. Oh, is this he... isn't ripped. This is not ripped from the headlines, though, right, Bud? No. Is he okay. in a coma? I don't know, Bud. But you said it no. so confidently. I got no, worried. No, no, you know no. How... Like he is a character in it. As okay, he's, like, I see. I see. I see. Talking with Captain America and the Hulk and stuff. Sure. And just keep like... it. Just remember that this podcast is a mummy's tomb, just full mm-hmm. of curses for every celebrity oh, I we know, name. I know. So Mark Ruffalo also should be on. There's a lot of stuff notice. in which like Thor is looking at like Stanley saying, "Why did you create us, Father?" And there's a lot of that stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Spider Man is a becomes a spider. A tiny spider, um, and he does save a piglet's life. Whoa, That's interesting! What Mark Ruffalo told me about. Um, yeah, is there anything you guys want to know? Well, about? I want to know if you felt sort of guilty immediately after this interaction that you approached him and said you were a fan of the Marvel universe, because I bet you Mark Ruffalo is just always waiting for somebody to come up to him and ask him about the Foxcatcher universe. Yeah, um, just sort of the extended Foxcatcher. Uh, I mean, I led the with the Spotlight universe. Hey, yeah, I said, are yeah. the kids all right? And he said, the kids are all right. They're and fine. Said, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> Um and and I said I love how the uh, spotlight of the mind goes on eternally, um yeah 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 and he got that he thought that was, was very that funny, one? yeah and he then I one. said so he was on the science he guys, was right? in that one he was one of the science guys and then I said so what's up with Spider Man and Purple Face guy Mark Ruff the science buff uh huh huh Mark, Mark Ruff, Ruff the, science, the buff. science buff okay. Did you he ask also, him how he he played? I don't know if you guys remember this. He played Beekman in Beekman's World. Beekman. Interesting. Yeah, that was that was Paul Zaloom. Mm. Jesus well, Christ! Tomato, did, tomato. Did you ask him how pre-production was going on fourteen going on thirty-one? Yeah, he said and? it's going well, but okay. like um, the the it, he has to go through a lot of prosthetics to look 
um, that young again. And sure, by which sure. I mean 14. 14 years one, old, yeah. This he one is actually switch, 30 yeah. going on 13. Oh, whoa. Yeah, where he plays the, the 30, but he didn't want a child actor to play him because he thought that would be weird. And he was looking yeah. for a chance to be transformative, like we talked about earlier. So he is playing the 13-year-old, too. Sure, and he's like, I'm going to go invest in some Apple stocks. Yeah. yeah. Should we do advice now that we're done talking you about Mark You don't want to know Ruffalo? any more about Mark Ruffalo and what he told me about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the direction they're taking it? It's going to be lies from your own they're mind. Gonna do, they're going to do Avengers Babies. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's for sure Avengers happening. But also, is locked in. But also, Avengers Oldies, where it's all of them in a retirement home together. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate it. Um, Avengers Teens, and they're going like a Riverdale kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, then adults, adults adventure, Avengers. Avengers Vampires, they're doing uh-huh. that one. Yo, have they ever avenged even anything? It's just like, aliens are coming. Let's get them. You're not Avengers. You're sort of de- Defenders. Yeah. You know what Avengers. I mean? That would be they're a way actually, better name They're going to the change the name. To he Defenders. did say they're changing it to Deven- <laughs> Defenders. And they're going to do that retroactively and re-release all the movies. For $40. You can watch For $40. Defenders. You can get Defenders, but also it's going to be packaged with the Lord of the Rings movies because they're tying that. Into yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Defenders has the incredible Mulk and Gyron guy. Now, and why would they change their names, Griffin? I don't know, man. I just really want to do advice. I've been like excited to do advice all week. I didn't think we'd get it a lot. Well, of I've been talk. excited to talk about Paul Zaloom, and that went nowhere. <laughs> that was a real lead balloon, <laughs> wasn't a real buzz. red Zaloom. <laughs> By the way, that show is huge in Latin America, and you can see pictures of he's still like down there grinding it out in the wig and everything all right uh because he's huge down there you gotta see folks get online see pictures of paul's loom doing the beekman thing still and watching uh kids in latin america like flip their shit just fucking ripped like so ripped so So ripped. also if you got a me tv affiliate sundays at 8 a.m they're fucking cranking beekman's world again if you want to see beekman he's back he's on at 8 a.m anyway Let's help people. Um, this first question says, Justin, I want a great book as a gift for the special doctor or really anybody <laughs> in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have any suggestions? Well, it's funny. Uh, the Sawbones book is out this, uh, came out last week. And uh, folks, it's flying off the shelves. You can find a copy. You got to pick this thing up, bit.ly forward slash the Sawbones book. And here's our next well, that's what? so funny, Justin. What? The next question says, I'm not in the mood for a book right now, but in six months, I think I would like to read a graphic novel. <laughs> oh, well, good news. This is fucking the AdventureZoneComic.com. You can pre order book too. We're never going to make it six months, folks. The, the AdventureZoneComic.com today. Uh, well, get a book for folks, now and a book for later. Well, this is three. A uh, third question says that in uh, 18 months, I'm in the mood to read a. Uh, Griffin McElroy's parody book of 700 Sundays called 701 Fun Days. Well, good news. Pre-order it now at books.dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I want a, 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 a book that's going to pick up my spirits and lift my mood. Uh, folks, there's one you can get uh, uh, right now by Jomini Sun and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, and it is called Good Morning, Good Night, Little Pep Talks from me to you. Shouldn't you go pick up this number one bestseller 
in the self-esteem category, I think you should. That's going to be out October 16th as the crow flies. Make sure you get your copy. I know I did. Put a little pep in my step for sure. Absolutely. Um, how? Just side note. How much? Uh, what's our cut of every sale of that? Do you guys know? A hundred percent. Whoa. Yeah. So that's a good deal. I mean, for us, it's a terrible deal for them. For sure. What's the first real question from like the God's honest truth? Real question on this list. <laughs> my university students. Damn. Try, try again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We Damn, didn't even make Daniel, it four I words. It three words in. Daniel. You've done it Damn. again, Daniel. Shoot. Damn. Back at it again with the white fans. Hey, how come that kid was allowed to cuss that much at school? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he was like yelling curse words a lot at school. If Vine was seven seconds, you would have seen the principal be like, "Uh, excuse me, Philip. Excuse me. Detention. Detention." Back at it again with the summer school. Dagged, dag gummit, Daniel. <laughs> Gosh darn it, he double hockey sticks. Daniel. He double hockey sticks. Daniel, back at it again with the white van. Ah, piss, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that still can't, counts. As What's weird. the first question? I'm dying. I'm my university requires students to pick up packages at the bookstore, and thanks to my kind friends and family, I find myself at the bookstore once or twice a week. You know why you're there. <laughs> Shit, there was like a whole fucking thing built into this one. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, the woman who is always, in all caps here, running the bookstore told me, you're in here every day. I assumed she was exaggerating to make me self-conscious. It worked. Until a couple of days ago when she told me, <laughs> matter-of-factly, this is your second time coming in here today. Uh-oh. It was not. Is the package lady confusing me for another student, or is she stuck in a time loop? How do I face her next time? That's from Frazzled in Fredonia, New York. I really enjoy that the question asker's assumption here is that this woman working at the bookstore was, of course, doing this just to make them self-conscious. Yeah, um, and now it's making them think that they do have a twin. Or, because that can be like, you work at a bookstore, really any sort of retail gig, you got to make the fun, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that means you bring a, you know, some uh, some Sudoku books in with you. And sometimes mm-hmm. it means trying to convince people that they do, in fact, have twins. Or maybe that they, you try to convince people that they have been John Malkovich, which it sounds okay. like maybe that is what they're trying, the game, the, the game they're trying to pull right now. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe Malkovich it's not a switch. It might not be a lie. It may not be a game. You may have been John Malkovich. Ugh, that's it's so important. Okay, listen. When you like sit down to read a book or lay down to go to bed or something, take like one hair off your head, lick both ends, stick it across like the door frame and the door. Yeah. And that way, if if it's gone when you wake back up, you know you've, you've been, been you've been John Malkovich. So go ahead yeah. and balance it on the bridge of your nose. And yeah. if it moves, you have the John Malkovich door i've not seen the film but the john they get in there i guess you haven't seen the film uh no i don't it's uh it seems a little too uh i don't know adult (laughs) is Uh, there a point in the john malkovich being john malkovich film where john malkovich goes in his own john malkovich door i think famously famously yes i think that does in fact happen Uh, you guys know that you guys ever see that bit on snl where john malkovich wrote read twas the night before christmas yes and y'all had it all kind of spooky sides. If I was gonna be John Malkovich and I ducked in, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> hi, uh, this is John Malkovich. Uh, is this my manager? Good. That's why you're saved in on my cell phone. Hey, listen, uh, I'm a little fuzzy on the timeline. Have I already done that great bit on SNL? 
Okay, well, I'm going to leave then. I just wanted to duck in for that. <laughs> and you I just wanted leave. to make sure that it happened? No, I wanted to experience that. So, like, oh, okay. I, I would hang out in John Malkovich for, I don't know, I would say at least five days to be able to do that bit on SNL. Sure. Do you ever think about the fact that they just completely missed the opportunity to make a series of movies that were like being John Malkovich, being Samuel L. Jackson? Sure, sure, being, sure. Like they, okay. being Maya Rudolph, I would that's, we are, that's what he is always on the lookout for as a franchise. Spike Jones yeah. loves a franchise. Uh, there is, there is, there's, there are so many conversations happening about how Get Out is unofficially a, a part of the being John Malkovich verse, but that's neither here nor there. What is going on here in this exact situation in Fredonia, New York? Um, I, I think this person is probably c- confused. I mean, that would be my best bet that they've just made some sort of non-funny error. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you have? Yeah. Can you have them take a picture of you every time you, quote unquote, you come in so that you can at least know if you do have a um, a, uh, a doppelganger or a twin separated at birth? It can happen, folks. It has happened. It does happen all the time. It does happen. I've seen it probably on like ABC Family. I think every, it's on there probably. Every third tw- set of twins get separated I, at birth. I, here's know. a good. Okay. I got a good test. I got a good test. Tell this person the next time that they see, every time they see you in the store for the next week, to force feed you a bunch of peanuts. Oh, okay. all right. Okay, but think about this. If that person okay. balloons up or has a an anaphylactic response, then that's your twin. Because that but, stuff is that's like that's genetic. Wait, but hold on, Justin. Nowhere in this question does the question asker say. That they are allergic to peanuts. Yeah, but if they're not allergic, it won't work. Yeah. Okay. Trav, did you even fucking think of that before you opened your big No, mouth? you know what? Look, I'm the asshole here, I guess. Um, <laughs> if, if they're not- no, um, Say the next time, tell the person the next time that they, that you, quote unquote, you come in, have them hold her or them in like bookstore jail. Yeah. Arrest okay. them, you're saying, in, so that you can confront the them section. face to face. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, so have have the bookstore worker person hold your twin until you can get there and investigate. I, th- I mean, listen, for me, that might as well be the cookbook section, because good luck getting me out of there once I find my way <laughs> in. Um, I mean, check their also- fingerprints? Have the librarian of the bookstore mm. check their fingerprints to yeah. see if it's a match for theirs. You know they got that ink for when they do the stamps in the book. Thing. Do people still do that? Probably not. Because it's probably not at a bookstore. <laughs> no, bring oh, this yeah, back in different. two weeks. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> um, yeah, you're not it, allowed to keep this. It also could be, you know, a hurricane heist where they know that you're getting your packages delivered there every other day, and so they know you're a rich target. They have Mission Impossible 3D printed out a mask of your face, and they will go in and they'll get all the packages. That's another. You could, there's so many reasons why you need to install a series of webcams all around this bookstore or library. No one's mm-hmm. quite sure what it is. Mm-hmm. There are rumors it could be either one. Do you guys want a Yahoo? I love one. Thank you. I got this one sent in by lots of people. Um, It's Yahoo Answers user Billy who asks, do you think Neil Armstrong filled his space diaper during the moonwalk? Serious answers, please. Hmm. I'm I'm working on my dissertation related to the moon. Let that first sentence sink in. All right. One more time. 
I'm working on my dissertation related to the moon. Mm. We now know that the moon's weak gravity, uh, it loosens uh, astronauts' bowels. Did early astronauts know this, or did they find out the hard way? I'm, okay, listen. If this is peer. This is a peer-reviewed knowledge source that yeah, you can find on Nexus Lexus. Is this Yahoo answer? I need it for my dissertation. So there are many things that I am not. One of them is a gastroenterologist. Yeah, yeah, tummy doctor. One of them. And two, uh, scientists. Like in any way, really, scientists. I think covers that as well. Sure. But my no pun intended gut reaction is that you- this is not true about space loosening. Yes. The bowel? Okay. Because I have been on like roller coasters and rides and stuff that spun me around in such a way that I imagine in a less fun way they do when they're training you to be an astronaut. And it has never made me shit myself. This is amazing. Okay. What's wrong? Are you telling me, Travis, that the fact that you have been on a roller coaster Uh uniquely positions you? to yes. comment on the effects of space travel on the human body. Is this is this what you just said, not as a joke, but as a real thing? Well, more than that, Justin, I started originally before I thought of the roller coaster thing with no evidence to back it up. And then the roller coaster thing occurred to me and I was like, wait, hold on, I'm onto something here. And now I do, yes, I do feel very strongly about the fact that I've been on a tilt-a-whirl and I have not shit my pants. And so <laughs> oh, no. I think that probably... Neil Armstrong was probably fine. All right, I did just a cursory Google, and we will get back to the question, because it merits discussion. It's a hot subject. This is our first man watch. But I did find that uh, (laughs) apparently low low gravity, being in low gravity makes it difficult to tell if your bladder is full because the bladder's stretch receptor nerves don't feel the weight of the liquid. Astronauts are trained to empty their bladders every two hours because of this. So these are the world's most elite scientists, the world's most bravest explorers, space pioneers, risking their lives and uh, just everything to go up into the the dangerous endless expanse of outer space to further our scientific pursuits they are geniuses they are brave they are the best of us and also they have a little special watch they wear to let them know it's tinkle time every 120 <laughs> minutes uh, when, when they have to go potty they stop and go right away yeah it's exactly like houston, houston i've learned the cells have separated up here in zero gravity furthering uh the re- research into uh to curing cancer I think we've finally got it. Oh, beep, beep, beep. Time for me to go pee-pee in the space potty. Um, <laughs> I need to go tinkle, tinkle, uh, and make yellow, uh, Houston. So give me a bit. It's yellow time. Now, Griffin, to be fair, not knowing if you have to go to the potty versus, like, <laughs> automatically uncontrollable going to the potty is two different things. Is it possible that, that this is not actually having an effect and they're just bored? It's like, Mm. I would imagine trying to use a space toilet is the Mm -hmm. highlight of space travel. When you're just floating out there in the dark, who cares? Like, Mm. you're looking forward to that next time that you, like, you're just twiddling your thumbs, hoping that you're going to have to take a dookie any any moment now. What else are you doing? We are talking about this, and I think the question asker is talking about this in such a way of, like, do you think Neil Armstrong might have, like, lost control of his bowel. But I think the opposite is true. We're probably, like, after five minutes of being on the new moon, Neil Armstrong was like, I'm gonna be the first man to shit on the moon. Yeah, right? he definitely did that, or um, cranked. But there's something that happened up there. 
you, have you Just ever pulled, listened? Pulled his arm inside the sleeve of his spacesuit. He could, and they didn't know. Plant the flag, Neil. He's like, oh, I'm doing that in a manner of speaking. <laughs> you ever listened to? Yeah, hey, y'all, hey, y'all ever listened to that tape where he's talking about how he did it? <laughs> talking about how he cranked it. No, he's talking about how he's t- taking one big step What's for guys. One big step for guys. He says one big, once, but he says one huge leap for boys, and he does it. Have you listened to it? <laughs> what? Hey, everybody, check out my moon cave. I mean, man cave. This is so, where me and my other dudes hang out here in space. He did declare when he planted the flag, the moon is for boys. I he remember him saying that really loudly. Um, but. Do you ever listen to it? <laughs> Welcome to the big radical white rock, just for boys, <laughs> just, for boys, for boys only. For boys and they said, only. Neil, you have to come back now. And he said, I'm playing on the moon. You know, yeah. alone. You can't boss me around. I'm a boy, and I'm on the moon. <laughs> yeah, boys. And the first time an eclipse happened, he went around apologizing. Everybody, sorry guys, my boy rock got in the way of the sun. I apologize. Sorry about it shouldn't that. happen. Yeah. So, have you listened to the tape? <laughs> I mean, I've seen it in like alien movies. Dad described it to me. Well, if you listen to it, it's on uh, you know Library of Congress website, which I'm on all the time. Uh, he sounds sheepish a little bit. He sounds a little. He sounds a little bit, and for lack of a better term, just kind of naughty, like while he's doing it. Uh-huh. Um, and I do, it, and he wouldn't say it right. Like that was being broadcast to the whole world. The uh, world's eyes were watching the stars, the cosmos, as we took our first, uh, you know, uh, intrepid steps into our destiny in the ga- in the galaxies beyond. And he did have poop on his butt when he said it. Probably, mm-hmm. if you listen to the tape, if you really listen to it, and I mean really, really listen to it. And the way that he walks in the video, if you watch it, is the way that BB walks when she's got poop in her. Brain. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, do you think it was like obviously he gets out there? Uh huh. He gets out there. He's walking around. Steps on the moon. I'm the first. I'm the first man on the moon. Amazing. Do you think it took him a little while before he he let um, Buzz get out? Because he was trying to think of other things he could be the first one to do. Like I don't oh, know how yeah. I would I, I would want to be the first person to do so many different things on the moon. <laughs> it would be so irritating to know that I had to let Buzz out. Like I yeah. want oh, I want Buzz yeah. to be like, hey hey look hey look at me. I just did um I just did you know this <laughs> I don't know the hand jive you know from Greece. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah, like, sure. no, I just actually did that like two minutes before you came out. I yeah. totally did this that. This makes so much sense to me, Justin, because if you remember when Buzz Aldrin stepped on the moon, he said, I'm the first second person on the moon. <laughs> and Neil Armstrong immediately murdered him. Yeah, killed, <laughs> killed him yeah. dead. They, man, I bet, do you think Buzz had a moment where he's like, I'm not even gonna get off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. He's he the saw first Neil, he, saw, he, he saw Neil doing armpit farts on the moon, and he was like, man, there's nothing left. Let's <laughs> go home. for me to do. I'm done. I will say, I, I is this, have- uh, Is this Damien Chazelle? I'm ready for our interview. How's the script come along for First Man and Buzz? <laughs> You're still gonna call it that, right? Like, you promised First Man and Buzz? Damn. I have been very excited to go many, many places in my life, and I would say nine times out of ten, you build it up really big, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, okay. So how long do you think they were on the moon before they were just like, all right, there's nothing here. Like, there's yeah. nothing to do. There's no TV or, like, movies or anything. Like, I'm going to get back in and just head on home. You know Neil was hoping there'd be some big worms he could fight. <laughs> <Since then. laughs> 
that's half of that's half of first man is them like working on all the science and Ryan Gosling, you know, getting, you know, inventing, helping invent the big rocket ship and like doing the zero G training. And then there's a scene where like he goes and he learns how to master the katana so he can fight the big worms yeah. that he knows. He knows. I know there's going to be big worms. He's like arguing with his wife. His wife is like, why is it you? Why do you have to go and leave our family behind? He's like, I'm the only one that can kick those big worms asses. <laughs> I'm the chosen one. I'm the chosen one. Buzz still came out swinging with his katana just flying <laughs> yeah, around. No, Buzz, like, I already got worry, all of them. Don't worry, Neil, I'm here. <laughs> before you came out, I killed all the worms. I was the first man to kill a worm on the moon. All the worms. Neil, you missed it, bud. I got worm blood all over me and it ah. gives me powers. Amazing. You, how often do you think during training for Neil and Buzz and probably someone else that they talk to like the, the head of NASA and they're like, okay, and so just in case, what do we do if there are moon men? And they're like, there's not, Neil, Neil Buzz, there's not gonna be moon people like oh yeah 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 cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but not after i'm done if with them. there are <laughs> what do we do <laughs> Neil. buzz no no um, no I, I get it but do we like I, join their society and like integrate every gimlet like, show i listened to this week has had first man ads on it and we just Absolutely gave them uh, a, a free promo spot. So you waste, uh, y'all wasted your I, money. I don't actually think that's true because we actually described a way more badass movie than yeah. is almost certainly going to be presented be to, to you back. on the silver screen. Yeah. Um, also, want to congratulate myself as we are sort of nearing the end of this bit and sort of approaching the precipice of the money zone for not ever um, saying Lance when describing Neil Armstrong. I've done that pretty much every time I've talked about space <laughs> on podcast before. Good job. And actually, now that I say that, I'm not sure it's true. Yeah. If we're going to finance our own movie about Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong fighting words on the moon, we're going to need some money. Let's go to the money zone. Okay, that works. I would like to tell you about Bowl and Branch. They Go make- nuts. Well, here's the thing. In before, we've talked about, like, oh, they make great sheets. And they do. Listen, their sheets, amazing. Not only comfortable, but affordable. I love them. But you know what else I love that they make? Towels. Oh, the towels are so good. My favorite towels I've ever used in my entire life. Oh, game changers. They also make blankets. And everything is made from pure 100% organic cotton, which means they start out super soft and they just get softer over time. They have thousands of five-star reviews. And Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Fast Company are all talking about Bull and Branch. Shipping is free, and you can get them for 30 nights. Try them for 30 nights, even. And if you don't love them, send them back for a refund. But I doubt you'll want to see them back, because you'll just want to buy more. Do not see them them back. You will not see them back. You will buy more. To get started, right now, our listeners get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com. Promo code MYBROTHER, all one word. So go to bowlandbranch.com for $50 off your first set of sheet sets. B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code MYBROTHER, all one word. bowlandbranch.com. Promo code MYBROTHER. Um... Yes. How dare you? Yes. I am Stitch Fix. Okay. No, it's a service and not a person. And oh, yeah, it's a it's a clothing. That's that's their motto. We're a service, <laughs> not, not a, a person. person. Stop mixing us up. 
Uh, Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service. What's that mean? Well, you're going to give them your measurements. You're going to tell them a little bit about your taste. And they're going to send you clothes that they think will look great on you, will be a great fit for sort of your own personal style in a big box. You try on the clothes, you keep only the stuff you like, and the stuff you don't like, you send it back in a pre-addressed uh, envelope. The postage is obviously already paid. You just throw it in a bag and ship it back to them if you don't like it. But you're going to like all this stuff. Uh, I, I have used this service for a long time. I love it. All Basically, all of our garments that we wear at like live shows or anything are Stitch Fix. And the cool thing is you work with your stylist to give them feedback about the stuff that they send. So if you don't like uh, a particular shirt or too pricey, whatever, they can customize the next box to be a little bit better fit. So get started right now at stitchfix.com slash my brother. And you're going to get an extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash my brother to get started today. One more time, stitchfix.com slash my brother. Got a gumbo charm here. This one's for Alex, and it's from Stan, who says, happy birthday, or close to it. Thanks for being such a great friend, role model, and for carrying me in every game of Halo we've ever played. Our whole community is so lucky to have you in our lives, and we are certainly all better for it. Keep on killing it in everything you do. Here's to many more game nights, concerts, and McElroy live shows. It's a sweet message, but it's uh, it's a shame you can't really chip in more for the Halo matches. So I think um, each of us are going to give you our top number one sort of Halo tip. Um, And we're going to start with Travis. Travis, what's your number one Halo strategy for victory? Um, You got to romance the aliens. All right. Justin. Justin. Stegosaurus gun, baby. Which one's that? It's the one that looks like a Stegosaurus with all the needles coming out of the top. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was a trap. Uh, Halo is for Jokers. Xbox is for uh, Dum Dums and PlayStation's where it's at. I can't believe you guys fell for it. Jesus Christ. Dang, you did get me. You got me again. I have a message for Chris from Bonnie. Thank you for being my other half for the best 15 years. I think they meant it when they said you can't buy love. Now I know you can rent it, and I'd like to renew our lease indefinitely. Happy anniversary year. I love you, Pants. And wherever life has taken us, when this airs, I'll cover you. That was I extremely... They s- meant yeah. it when they said you can't buy love. Yeah, you did now need I to sing that. you can rent it. And I'd like to renew our lease indefinitely. That's good. There we go. Oh, like in rent. Because yes. it's a lot like rent. Right. Um, there's also a, a, the matter of you I said... I to discover... Something okay. as true as this is. He's off mic, so we can. Yeah, okay. it's fine. We don't have to cover this. We don't have to pay for it because it's off mic. It's off mic, so it's fine. Oh, now he's going to get a glass of water. It sounds like. Okay, he's using the bathroom. Okay. Now he's changing Cooper's diaper. Okay. Just let him. Just let him finish. Okay. 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 All right. Well, Travis, now he's you gotta let him. Medley. Travis, let him go. But it's a medley. I know. You gotta let him go. You know how he gets when he's like this. You have to let him finish. I keep waiting for you guys to move on. I'll just kind of be in the background and then we'll wrap it up. Just normally. Fuck. I refuse to give him that relief. I'm gonna just let him. Oh, like a bat out of you nowhere. Shoeless joke from <laughs> right, we're out of it. We're done. <laughs>
That's right. Damn Yankees. It's a history of Broadway. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's super good. Hey, wait, in what order? You went, from, you went from rent to <laughs> like damn Yankees. Corners of my mind. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> now do Pippin. Rivers belong where they can ramble. Eagles belong where they can fly. Anybody Who is this for? What do you look for in a book? Literally, if on the bag it said, like, this book made me shit my pants, I'd be like, that's, I'm buying this book. Yeah. Like, like, I think the problem with blurbs a lot of times. I like that we both want to crap ourselves <laughs> over books. What's the best way to e-read in the tub? Listen to that noise. I'm reviewing a plastic bag today. <laughs> <laughs> How do you find a good book? This is the most fucked up weird shit you've ever oh, yeah, read. I You're, am, like, into it. it. I'm like, Hand it take, over. Take my money. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're reading glasses, and we solve all your bookish problems. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. We got one more Gumbotron, right? Just lingering, waiting nope. to be no, we read. don't. And it goes a little something like we this. We don't. Justin, this is from all listeners to us. Damn, uh-huh. I loved it. The part with Justin saying, shit, uh-huh. I wish that had gone on for many more hours. Well, thank you so much, dear listener. So appreciated. A lot of fake... Uh, a lot of fake questions in this episode. It's a kind of a, mm-hmm. a little bit of a trend. Uh, so, what do you guys want to do now? I want you to read I'm a question. I'm kind of hungry. I'm about, oh, oh, you're kind of hungry. Oh my god. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a junior or a big boy. What's it going to be? I want a munch. Squad. Squad. That's a big boy. I want too much. Squad. Junior. <laughs> oh damn it mickey's we've never featured mickey's on the show i don't even know what a mickey's is it's a Holy deli shit. this year well, they're creating a spicy spooky cheeto pizza mm. the popularity the eerie halloween food trend i'm sorry no i don't think is it they had the black <sighs> whopper the one time the spooky black bun whopper, but that's about it that I know. That of. was an accident, though. <laughs> that was an accident. They fucked up. They let some typewriter <laughs> just... ribbons fall into the bun maker machine. <laughs> this is... They just burned the buns real bad. This is a wild. This is a wild press release here on QSR. This is one sentence. With the popularity of the eerie Halloween food trend, combined with the popularity of flaming hot Cheetos, period. Mm-hmm. What? Is this 2009? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking? Wait, have you guys, not a have you guys seen sentence. this awesome? Have you seen this Hot Cheetos and Takis video? It's new <laughs> from 2000 and 2000. It's just 2000 from here's the year a, 2000. Here's another sentence. Mickey's deemed it fitting to be the first pizzeria to combine the two. Period. Next sentence. The result? The spicy, spooky Cheeto pizza. Why spooky? Don't be fooled by its burnt-like appearance upon first glance. Mm. The pizza is actually very tasty. (laughs) (laughs) What a press release! Uh, Hey, I know this looks like shit, but I promise we didn't fuck it up. It looks like garbage. The black. Oh my god, I am looking at a JPEG of this. It looks like fucking garbage. The black hue is created by kneading activated charcoal into their fresh homemade dough. But don't worry. That's good. I'll, that, I'll clean your teeth. This is a press release for a pizza to eat. But don't worry. In terms of flavor, activated charcoal doesn't have much. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's got a little bit of charcoal flavor, but not much. 
Oh my God. Next, two type of cheeses with that possessive apostrophe cheeses are added. Oh my God. Mickey's first pizza to have multiple kinds of cheeses is in a complete sentence in this press release. The mozzarella <laughs> provides a creamy, mild taste, while the cheddar gives the pizza a balance of flavor and sharpness. To top it off, Flaming hot Cheetos are baked on top, adding a bit of spice to every bite while perfectly complementing the various flavors. This is my favorite yeah. line. The uh. spicy, spooky Cheeto pizza only comes in a size large. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much we it is. We no half eat. measures. There's no ha- Yeah, you can't dip your toe in this monstrosity. You're going to eat a large and you're going to like it. Make- I, I will say, we, we talk about food in, in Munsquad a lot that I'm like, but you know what? I'd fucking eat it. I'm looking at this pizza and it looks like a crime scene. I would not eat it with my worst the enemy's la- mouth. Speaking of which, the last sentence of this is make sure to come by to get your quote Instagrammable food posts before the month ends. I there it is. don't know that we should be and I know that we are and the ship is sailed and we're all doomed, right? But like I don't know that we should be designing foodstuffs for the visual novelty. Like, I'm yeah. not sure we want the the to-be verb of uh, all the food that we're trying to eat to be, you all have to see what I'm about to put in my body. The word I think you're looking for is ogled. Ogled, like, yeah. right, exactly. No. I want my dinner to be rubbernecked by passersby. <laughs> come, like, no come how way. could you? Come have a chomp of our yucky stunt pizza <laughs> is basically what they're saying here. That, yeah, the Presley should, it should just be one sentence. Is this anything? Question mark. My boss loves buying ex- My boss. <laughs> My boss loves buying expensive imported snacks from all around the world. And, if, and then he ships them to me once a month. It's a new subscription service, and I'm offering it to you. It's called Ted Snacks. Ted Snacks. He picks his finest delicacies. He's, he picks them up from all around the world. Unfortunately for me, he loves to share. The problem is, whenever he goes to share a snack, he asks me to put out my hand so he can toss me out a portion. He then waits until I take my hand away. What? This is sort of an unwritten ritual, as I've gotten comments like, oh, so you were just humoring me when I take too little, and, okay, that's enough, when I've pulled away too late. Brothers, what the fuck? What is the perfect boss-pleasing snack portion, and dear God, how do I achieve it? Achieve it. That's from Panic a Snack <laughs> in Toronto. I liked it. Um, so you you stick out the hand. The boss upends a bag of, you know, German crunchums and starts pouring in your hand and then doesn't stop until you opt out, until you have decided you have received a fair amount of German crunchums. That, that's the issue. And sometimes you take too little, the boss thinks you think they're yucky. You take too much, the boss thinks you're trying to rob them yes. of all their crunchums. Yes. I would say that if the boss said to me, okay, that's enough, I would look them dead in the eye and say, no, it's, it's not. not. It's not enough. I love these things. More. I bet I love these. And you don't want to deny me, do you? Here's one option. You could have every snack at your desk all the time. And so when your boss is like, hey, you got to try these, they're Australian Pringles. And he just upends the can, right? And he <laughs> starts dumping them into your hand. You reach into your desk, 
pick out take out your can of Australian Pringles and start dumping them onto the boss. And then it's like okay. you've turned into a, a water feature of p- reconstituted potato granules. He's dumping them on you. You're dumping them on him. And then will he pull away? Will he be the coward? I don't know. Ball's in his court. Because you can take them all day long. Ooh, maybe that's it. Maybe keep a bunch of like gallon size like Ziploc bags at your desk. And when he comes out, you just open it up and hold it out like it's trick or treat. You know what I mean? And you're just like, yep, yep. Fill her up. Uh, I don't like those, but my kids will love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my daughter. I don't um, have kids, of course, but someday. My girls will it love sounds these. Like, it's, <laughs> it sounds like your boss maybe doesn't like the snacks. Uh, the boss just likes feeling powerful <laughs> and has done right. Cause if the boss yeah. did this with like, you know, some lifesavers gummies and you take a bunch of them, it's not a big deal. You just run down to the, you know, the super America downstairs and grab some more, but you, these are irreplaceable. These are irreplaceable yeah, treasures. How finite. could I, I, I think what you got to do is one of these times is take all of them. And so they don't take all of their, you know, choco booms, their, 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 their chocolate choco booms. And then they, you take all of them, he doesn't have any more, and then you say, sorry, I took, too, I took too many, and the boss says, well, shoot, I don't have any more chocolate booms. And then the next time, your boss probably won't even give you any more snacks. Oh, and I would say, also, like, take them all, and then display no remorse or shame, mm. because if they want to, like, shame you, like, oh, you took all my snacks, and you just say, like, well, you gave me all your snacks. Yeah, I thought you were, I thought you wanted, when you came over here, I thought you wanted to give me all your chocolate booms. Because I, I noticed that you did not reserve any for yourself, so I guess. Yeah, I thought you, you hated didn't them. Want them. Uh, I guess. I just had a great idea. Next time your boss comes to you and offers you a snack, look at them in the eye and, and repeat this extremely powerful phrase. Does it contain saffron? I'm extremely, mm. extremely allergic to saffron. I recently discovered that, and uh, it's made my life a lot harder, but you know, as long as I'm smart about it, it's not usually a problem. So... Uh, I will die if I eat any saffron. So how much saffron do these have in them? Can you swear on my literal life that there's no saffron in these snacks? And then you're fine. Yeah. You'll never eat another snack again for as long as you live. Yeah. But now, it's fine. Listen, y'all, can you imagine, though? Like, I think. What if they look good? Griffin's what right. if they look like really good snacks? Well, one, if they look yeah, really good. Yeah, sure. And everyone in the office is just like, mm, these crunchums. But imagine, I think Griffin is right. But this is a power move, right? But imagine if you did like stick the landing part because it's like I don't know two and a half seconds of cho- of like chocolates pouring is the right amount, and your boss is like so ready to like shame you one way or the other, but then you nail the amount, and it's like, well, fuck, that is no, the I perfect can't. amount. Shoot, damn it, the boss like, and then everyone lifts you up on their shoulders <laughs> and like chants you out of the building Eventually. as your boss dissolves into just chocolates. <laughs> The only way to make sure you get the perfect amount is to make your boss be the one that cuts it off. And I think the way that you can do that is when the boss comes over and says, hey, I've got some chocoboons. You want to you wanna try some? You say, sure. Ah, and you just open your mouth. Yes. Oh, yes. Then the boss has to put them right in the mouth. And when he stops, you've had an, I think you've had enough. And you oh, always have your hands full. Yeah, and he reaches in your mouth to put a uh, chocoboom on your tongue, and you and you ah, chomp down, and he pulls his hand back and kind of giggles like in Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe he puts it in your mouth and you say, too many. You say, too many. And now and it's you, on him. Now, now he's, he's the, the fuck up. Now he's the Malkovich. <laughs> you could also just eat a, as many, eat too little, take too little, 
and he says, "Uh oh, seems like you didn't like him," and you eat him, and you go, mm, "Scrummy!" <laughs> and then you'll also never get snacks again from him. There's just so many things you could do. This is an easy one, Jesus. This one's really easy. This one's yeah. so easy. There's like 15 things you can do. It's so easy. Um, is there? Do you, a, do you have a scapegoat in the office that you could make go first and see how many they take, ooh, and then just always take dial it in? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I got a Yahoo here. Y'all want it? Yeah. It was sent in by Logan. Thanks, Logan. It's Yahoo Answers user Tentacles87 who asks. If you want an extra cheese slice at a fancy restaurant, what is the least embarrassing way of saying it? Mm. You're at a fancy restaurant, um, like a uh, Buca de Beppo, <laughs> and you want uh, an. Uh, I guess I included this one mostly because I was trying to sort of split the needle, thread the needle. Well, no, I wanted to split it because I'd like to have two needles um, of knowing what is a fancy restaurant that does deal in cheese slices, in slices of cheese. You can request an extra The only thing I can think of is like on a burger. Like Like a fancy, like a, yeah, yeah. Like a dude dude burger made out of like human meat. And that's the only sort of fancy burger I can imagine. I can't, because I can't, listen, I don't want to brag, but I'm an adult and I've ordered a cheese plate before. I don't think a cheese plate has ever come, and I've said, could I get more of this but without paying for it, please? Um, Also, I don't think a cheese plate ever comes with slices of anything. You may get little chunks, but I don't think you can get, like, I don't think they have, like, craft singles on a cheese plate, although that would be dope. (laughs) (laughs) How thick does a chunk of cheese have to be before it stops being a slice? Anything thicker than a slice. I mean, it's an orientation issue. Okay. I'm just now thinking about it. Squad, why don't they have craft singles on cheese plates so that you know how cheese. fancy the other cheese is? You get those craft singles oh, and you- Oh, a yeah, baseline cheese. They make you eat that. Because whenever I eat a cheese plate, I always pretend like, mm, that one had a that one was harder to eat because of the, <laughs> the pungent flavors. I guess that means it was good, but I don't know like what makes good ch- good cheese, uh, Gar- right? Because I'm not always- I'm I noticed not, there's some um, weird colors and speckles in this one. Is that- Oh, perfectly normal. Yes, of course. I good, good, fan- well. good, 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 and fancy. My very favorite. I ate this one, and it was um, it stank the inside of my mouth so bad that I started to cry a little bit. So I guess it's very good. I think the best way that you can know if the cheese is good is if you do have a craft single, and now you know, like, all right, that's the bar. Let's see if you can clear Garçon, it. I, I noticed that uh, there's some skin left on this. Boy, did you meet? Okay, that is as intended. Okay, do I okay, eat that? that? Do I eat the skin? Now, Should I, eat I that? see here on the plate, there's a bunch of things that aren't cheese. Right. And I assume some of them are supposed to go with some of the cheese and some of them aren't. <laughs> if you could stay here and just coach me through this experience together like a doula, that would be amazing. It's Thank just you very like- much. It's just like, I want to go in the back room with some of these fancy restaurants, gang, and see if the fucking Riddler is the one putting these cheese plates together. <laughs> I put olives and berries on there. Okay, well now, it is. It, what am I supposed to do with that? It is, you know, you, you never really order soup and get a tray of cut up potatoes and chicken and stuff and a can of broth. And the chef's like, I don't know. 
You, you figure it out. Whatever it tastes good. Good luck. Like, yes. Fine. I'm going to give you a large chunk of cheese and three crackers, oh, and it'll be up worst. to you to determine the portion. There should be six of everything. How how are you going to play me like that? That's what they do with Lunchables. Thank you. Run the math. Lunchables are my favorite tree, cheese tray. For sure. How do you ask for extra cheese slice at a fancy restaurant, though, without <laughs> being embarrassed to say it? I think you have to say, like, the person next to me, they're in the bathroom right now, but they were interested in another, if you can believe it, another cheese this, slice. This asshole right here wants extra cheese. In slice form, please. Sliced, please. Uh, he specifically a- said, excuse me, I'm getting lactose intolerance tomorrow, and I would, I want to <laughs> live it up tonight. I have super lactose tolerance, and if I don't get a slice of cheese, I can go into shock. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. My body loves this stuff. My body just goes crazy I'm, for this stuff. I'm going to do. I have lactose intolerance, and I'm going to do a Nicolas Cage and Leaving Las Vegas thing tonight. So if you could just pile it on. I'm, go- I'm going to Ben and Jerry's after this. I just want to get fucking <laughs> I just want to lactate. I'm doing a lactating Las Vegas thing. <laughs> you just fucking... Oh, we found the episode title. Good. <laughs> Blow me out. With... Yeah, I was worried we weren't going to find the episode Very. title, but we did here in the, just the, uh, the, the, the yep. six minutes to midnight. Bitter you really crushed it. Good work, Juice. Uh, folks, thanks so much for listening to our show. We did our dumb book plugs at the beginning, but if you could go to bit.ly forward slash the Sawbones book and buy my book. It's out of stock most places, but if you put in an order on Amazon, as soon as that next printing comes through, uh, we're going to get you We're gonna get y'all taken care of. Uh, and that second printing is in the works, so uh, make sure you grab one of those if you can. And, and really... I will brag about it for a second and say it is an absolutely beautiful book, super fun, very well written. And even if you like, you know, someone who has never listened to the podcast before, but you know that they're interested in like weird history or medical stuff or just like things that are funny and good, get this book for them, for yourself. Uh, it's it's perfect, and you know we're heading towards the holidays. Oh, thank you. And you know, like it's a it's a great holiday gift. The Adventure Zone: Murder um, on the Rockport Limited is the other. Uh, uh, Big news this week. It is available for pre-order at theadventurezonecomic.com. Uh, you pre-order your copy now. You'd be, honestly, criminally evil to not do so immediately. Mm-hmm. It's We've got the, like, we've been working on the script for it for uh, a while, and I've started to see art from it, and it this book is going to beat ass. It is so fucking, I'm so stoked so, for this one to yeah, come out. So this is a good uh, one. tushy book. You're going to love it. Um, so thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use for our theme song as a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Good old album, good old guy. Uh, thanks to Max Fun also for having us on the network. You can go to maximumfun.org, check out all the great shows there like Friendly Fire, Stop Podcasting Yourself, uh, uh, Can I Pet Your Dog, and so many more at uh, maximumfun.org. And we have shows at mcelroyshows.com. Anything else, fellas? Uh, also at mcelroyshows.com, I think there's still like a few tickets uh, for our November shows in Austin and Denver. If you want yeah. to those, both my brother, my brother, and me, and the Adventure Zone. Uh, I know for a fact that my brother, my brother, me, and Austin and Denver are like almost sold out, like two yes. percent away from being sold out. And I think like there's still I don't know some tickets for the Adventure Zone, but it is also very close to sold out. So if you're in the Austin or Denver area in November and you want to come to those, we are also working on a candle night show. We don't quite have the date yet, but that's going to come 
probably around the third weekend in December. We'll we will let, let y'all know. know. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll let you know for sure when we have it. One more thing. Shit. Uh, at the Barnes & Noble Tribeca in New York, New York, on October 17th, Justin, Sydney, and probably Taylor, yes. yes, are going to be doing a signing of the Sawbones book. Um, you can see a link to that at macroshows.com slash tours as well. Here's that final. It's sent in by Michelle Smith. Thank you, Michelle. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user. I'm going to call them. Uh, Bubsy asks, is lettuce basically crunchy water? <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. My brother, my brother, may kiss your dad square on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Welcome. Thank you. No problem. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? Oh. That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go now? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast.